Hello and welcome to the Bailey's Horse Feeds podcast and the first of our product spotlight episodes. Today I'm joined by Emma Short, Senior Nutritionist here at Bailey's. My name's Jane Buchan, I'm the Marketing Manager. And we're going to look at the balancers in our range. So we have three, we have low-cal, performance balancer and stud balancer. But first of all, Emma, how would you describe a balancer in general? Okay, well, these three balancers in particular, there are what we call sort of a concentrated forage balancers. So what that means is they've got very concentrated levels of vitamins, minerals and protein. Um, and therefore, you're able to feed them in a, in a much smaller quantity um, in order to provide a balanced diet. But it also means that they are also low in calories, which makes it ideal, obviously, for those that, that maintain weight and condition well. And so you mentioned forage there. So they're specifically designed, aren't they, to provide what forage might be lacking? Yeah, absolutely. And and we know by doing you know numerous um, sort of forage analysis over the years, um, and through research that actually you know forage alone will not provide all our vitamins, all our minerals, and also not all our protein um, that our horses need through certain sort of levels of work, etc. So looking at what they've all got in common then, which which they have really, um, I mean, one of the important things is certainly the protein content, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not just looking at the overall total content per se. It's actually looking at the quality of the protein that they all provide. And we're very much key um, at Bailey's in sort of pushing the quality protein now. What that means basically when we're talking about quality protein is basically about the types of amino acids that the products are providing. Um, and you have two types of amino acids. You have essential and non-essential. Um, and essential amino acids are the amino acids that make up proteins um, that the horse can't manufacture themselves. So we have to put these essential amino acids um, into the, the diet essentially because they can't produce them on their own. Um, and I suppose the two main um, essential amino acids that you'll probably see, first is lysine um, and also methionine. Um, so we make sure that our balances have very good levels of these essential amino acids because a horse, you know, the horses can become quite deficient in, in these types of amino acids if they're not provided um, sufficiently. Yeah, so that's, that's where um, their ability to support muscle tone and help, in fact, build muscle is, Absolutely. is quite key. That's coming from yeah. those, um, the amino acids in there. And um, then looking at the vitamin and minerals, we do use um, certain ones of the minerals are what we call chelated, aren't they? What does that mean? Yeah, so chelated means that um, certain minerals are sort of bound, if you like, to either a protein or, or a sugar and that makes it much more easier for the horse to be able to absorb and therefore utilise. So actually, we're not just putting the minerals into the products. Uh, what we want to do is ensure that the horse can absorb and utilise the minerals that we are adding yeah. so that they're getting much more use from them, yes. which is key. So then it's when you're sort of looking at labels, it's it's not so much looking about, again, like, as you said with the protein, it's not so much looking at the number itself, it's sort of looking at where it's coming from. Because, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then another thing which is is common to them all is that we do um, include a digestive enhancers, don't we? We do, yeah. I mean, we use both yeast, um, so a yeast culture, and we also um, add our prebiotic, our digest plus, into our balances. Um, and they do two different things, really. Your yeast is, is simply there to help support 
fibre um, digesting bacteria in the gut, yeah. which particularly when you're looking at balances and you're essentially feeding a mainly forage-based diet is, yeah. is essential. Um, and your prebiotics are there to, again, provide sort of a, a food source, if you like, for the, the beneficial bacteria in the gut. So they work alongside each other and do two different things. Yeah. yeah. And that helps them um, to a degree then uh, digest their forage that little bit more effectively, yeah, doesn't absolutely. it? Yeah, absolutely. So your bacterial population in the gut is healthy and it's thriving and you're supporting it with both your yeast and your prebiotics, then absolutely they can digest and utilise sort of the forage portion of the diet more efficiently and more effectively, which is ideal. Um, but also it helps to sort of make sure that there's you know, a good balance in the gut so that if there's any disruption, for example, um, through a horse maybe receiving medication if they're poorly or they're ill, if you have a stressed horse, for example, or if you're doing lots of competition and travel, um, your digestive enhancers are there to really help support and keep that equilibrium, that balance in the gut. So, right. Yeah. So let's start with locale. Um, as its name suggests, is is uh, you know our sort of key low calorie balancer and gain, and aimed particularly at, at your sort of good doer um, in in rest to light work. So, um, what makes that a little bit different from the other two, for example? Okay. Um, the locale, um, the locale particularly is designed for those in sort of, you know, at rest or in light levels of work. So you might find that some of the levels, so the nutrient levels within um, the product are slightly lower than, say, something like our performance balancer. And so I suppose, again, although we're not trying to sort of play the numbers game, but when you're looking at sort of protein value, for example, it's 16% in comparison to, say, 26 in the performance balancer. Yeah. Um, and the main reason for that is because it's designed for horses in lighter levels of work. Yeah. So those types of animals don't have such a high requirement for certain vitamins, minerals, or protein because they're not doing quite so much work. So... I suppose that's the, the sort of the main difference, yeah. really, um, yeah. between you know between the two yeah. balances. And, and actually, the other thing that I was just thinking that is kind of common to them all is essentially as as they're fed, they are all low in starch and sugar, aren't they? They certainly are. Yeah, we're we're really key in and trying to sort of keep um, keeping the starch and the sugars as low as possible because it means that they're then suitable for certain clinical conditions, such as your laminitis. Um, things like gastric ulcers, for example, which is key. Um, because, yes, uh, locale and performance balancer have both got the beta accreditation to um, indicate that they're suitable for horses prone to gastric ulcers. So moving on to performance balancer, um, as you suggested, it, it it's higher in protein. And I think what's quite interesting is people do forget that... Um, A, some horses that work quite hard can also be good doers... Um, and and B, that that just because they're good doers doesn't mean they still they can be working hard. So therefore, they do have quite a high requirement still for performance, uh, protein, vitamins, minerals. It's not just the calories that you might need to regulate. They, they actually still need those other um, nutrients, don't they? Which is why performance balancer is, is such a useful feed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we find is that as soon as a horse is obviously working harder, their requirements obviously for nutrients will certainly go up, just as with a human. If you're starting to exercise or do much higher levels of performance, training, etc., then your requirements for certain nutrients will increase. And it's exactly the same with, with the horse in mind. So the performance balance has absolutely been designed in order to support 
that level of, of work. So although you can maybe feed higher levels of something like the locale balancer, for example, as your horse horse's um, requirements increase, actually the performance balances, it's all there and it's and it's balanced so that you know you're feeding the right quantities of those yeah. nutrients. Um, and absolutely, when you look at things like the protein level, it's slightly higher. Um, lysine levels are also higher in the performance balancer in order to support that animal that's doing more work and yeah. therefore requires more muscle development and top line to support it you know, with the job that it's being asked. But also some of your vitamins will also be higher. So things like your antioxidants levels, so things like vitamin E, selenium, for example, you think, um, they are also higher in the performance balancer, um, purely because that animal is working much harder. um, And actually we need to support muscle integrity and, and, and make sure that... You know, yeah. we're we're giving them what they need yeah. in order to do the job. And then, it, quite. I mean, it does it almost doesn't matter um, what level of work they're in, but it it can happen quite often with um, working horses that they kind of um, they're reasonably good doers, or your forage is pretty good. So you don't necessarily need the full amount of one of the fully balanced hard feeds. So say you know top line conditioning cubes, for example. Um, but actually if you only fed balance, so that wouldn't give them enough calories. So they, they are really useful, aren't they? For, for doing a sort of half and half or, or, uh, a, a mix and match sort of scenario, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the big thing to remember is if you're feeding sort of a, a standard sort of cube or, or sort of coarse mix sort of type rational blend is they're designed to be fed in quite a large quantity in order to meet a balanced diet now if you have got a horse that maintains weight reasonably well sometimes feeding that full quantity is is too much from a calorie or even an energy point of view as well in some instances so if you cut that if you cut that back or if you cut it out altogether then sometimes that's not enough for them to support body weight or, or energy levels so we look at doing maybe a bit of a combination yeah. of, of diets now the issue is is when you cut back on things like your cubes and your mixes because they've been designed to be fed at a certain quantity for certain body weights and, and level of levels of work is that then the diet becomes unbalanced they're not supplying adequate levels of nutrients no. um, and that's where we would actually use a balancer to top up if you like the nutrient deficit that you're going to have in in that ration um you not generally feeding the full quantity of the balancer um so you would be feeding maybe a reduced quantity of the balancer alongside a reduced quantity of your cube and mix in order to create that balance or what i quite often term as a medium calorie or medium energy sort of base diet yeah and um we have got a little um article and diagram i think on our, our website but if you're if you are interested in in combining um mixes and cubes um with a balancer for example it's well worth um getting in touch with the nutrition team because they can as emma suggests give you a a, a little indication of of uh, what what your higher calorie end is compared to what your lower calorie end and indeed um certainly what i do with um my horses um quite often they'll switch on to the balancer as we go into spring and summer and I can actually work them quite efficiently off balancer through the summer with the calories from the grass and then as the, as that dies off and um they I need to provide more calories um than the forage um provides I start to add in as it happens something like ease in excel but I'm depending on the horse I may get to the full amount or I may be on half amount so the balancer stays in through the winter as well so that's a common scenario 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's worth pointing out, isn't it, that um, just because it's called performance balancer doesn't mean, necessarily mean that it's going to give your horse more energy. No, absolutely not. In actual fact, the, the digestible energy level is a little lower actually in performance balance, mm. believe it or not, than locale. So actually there, there's you know no reason why you shouldn't go to performance balance. Your starch levels are exactly the same at 6% in both products. Um, so from an energy perspective... Um, you know, there, there's really very little difference. The main difference is that you're elevating the nutrients. So you're elevating your quality protein your, and your vitamins by moving on to the performance balancer in order to support that extra work. Yes. And, and indeed, that's another thing that's worth pointing out. Just because it's called performance balancer, your horse doesn't have to be a performance horse to for it to be the right one for them does it no absolutely not and we would quite often look at using it in instances where maybe forage quality is not as good as we would like and therefore we're trying to push more nutrients into the dark with the bucket feed and and the performance balance can really help with that um, but also to the extent where maybe you might have an older horse, for example, that may not be able to utilize and absorb nutrients sufficiently. Um, and again, something like a performance balance can be very useful as a means of just increasing the levels that they're actually getting so that their diet is, you know, is, is more balanced. So with the balancers, um, performance balancer and locale, for example, your, your feeding rates, we've said they're really quite small, but that they are based on the horse's body weight, aren't they? So... Yeah, absolutely. So typically, um, with both your local and your performance balancer, um, you're feeding around 100 grams per 100 kilos of body weight. Although as workload increases, and particularly when a horse is going into harder levels of work, we would look to maybe elevate those a little as well, yeah. um, purely because their requirements are increasing. And it makes sense with their workloads increasing that obviously you're going to need to increase the quantity that they require in order to meet those requirements. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that sounds really straightforward, but what what we do um, suggest is, you know, you're feeding them, therefore, 100 grams per 100 kilo body weight. That's going to be, say, it's a 500 kilo horse. That'll be 500 grams. What does that look like? Um, generally, um, we feed them by the coffee mug full. We do supply um, a measuring mug, which um, of ours actually holds 250 grams. Um, so... You can you can work out your numbers of mugs from that. Um, alternatively, you can just have your own mug or or jug. But if, as long as you know what it holds, then you can work out how much you've got to feed um, each time. Yeah, and I think another interesting point as well with your balances is that they're always perceived to be quite expensive per bag. Oh yeah. Um, and when you're looking at the feeding rates, you know a bag. You know, it may, certainly may be more expensive than, you know, a, horse, a bag of horse and pony cubes, for example. Yeah. Um, but you're actually feeding it in such small quantities that your 20 kilo bag, for example, of balancer will actually potentially last that 500 kilo horse feeding two mugs a day, you know, around six weeks. Yes. So you're not going through a bag of balancer on a, on a weekly basis like you would be and you would expect to feed something like a cube or a mix, yes. um, you know, at the right levels. So... I think it's important to sort of, you know, just to, to yeah, make people aware. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing is is to highlight the benefits of of feeding that balanced diet because if you um, were underfeeding your cubes because otherwise your horse was getting too many calories, as you said, we're, we're cutting back on the vitamins and minerals so the horse is potentially missing out. Yeah. And by feeding a balancer, it's a much easier 
and cost-effective way to achieve that balanced diet. You're not really needing to add in any extra supplements. You don't need a vitamin and mineral supplement because it's all there. You, know, you might need a joint supplement if you choose to, but if they're fed at recommended levels, um, then you're you're achieving that balance um, in a in a cost-effective and easy way. Yeah, absolutely. So with the locale. Um, well, or particularly any horse that you're trying to sort of control the calories for, you tend to feed it with just something like light chaff, wouldn't you, perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. So you can add a little bit of the, the unmolested of light chaff, which is ideal as providing a little bit of bulk and a little bit of chew time, which is ideal. You could add a little bit of unmolested sugar beet, like speedy beet, if you wanted to as well. Yeah. And um, how would that compare, do you think, to sort of things like the what we tend to call the fortified chaff? So you're... Um, chaffs that have got the added vitamins and minerals with them yeah and they certainly have their place in the market but I think the biggest thing that we find is that those types of products are generally underfed so they're fed like a chaff so they might be fed maybe a scoop maybe two scoops maybe at most per day when actually they're designed to be fed at the same rates as you would feed something like a, a traditional sort of mix or cube for example so the, the big issue there is if they're being underfed, then you're not getting a correctly balanced diet um, with respect to your vitamins and minerals, etc. And when you are feeding maybe the full quantity of them, um, the amount of calories that they're supplying is actually generally going to be higher than if you were just looking at a balance and maybe a small portion of, of light chaff or a little bit of beets. So, um, you know, you, you balance it on, on its own with a little bit of sort of, you know, a little bit of chaff, etc. alongside it is generally going to be lower in calories and also generally more balanced because you're they're feeding the right quantity if that yeah. makes sense rather than it's, the incorrect amount of yeah. it's a bit easier to to keep control of and yeah and um know what you're feeding yeah yeah so one of the other things um where you can feed balancers alongside a mix or a cube to sort of vary your calorie um levels is that you can also feed them with uh, straight oats can't you yeah absolutely and actually that combination works really well if you have a horse that's a good doer so holds weight really well but actually you're finding that they're lacking a little bit of energy for example you need a bit of oomph and a bit of sparkle as long as there are no other clinical issues such as laminitis for example or you know or any of these other things whereby a low starch diet is required um, then you can certainly add and we do recommend it quite frequently to add sort of a small portion of, of some oats um, which provide you with that little bit of spark um, and you're feeding very small quantities of them and you can increase the quantities you know as as you need them or depending on your workload um, so you can fluctuate the amount of energy or calories that you're giving um, but your oats are not balanced so they don't provide you with everything that you need so we would recommend obviously that you feed them alongside a balancer mm. so your balancer is always the constant you keep that at the same quantity all the way through and then the amount of oats that you feed can fluctuate so if for example if you have a competition coming up or you've got a hard training session um, and you're going to need a little bit more energy on those particular days or one particular day then you can actually increase the oats depending on how much you need to feed either the night before or maybe a few days prior um, so you've then got the energy available for you on that particular day and then you can cut them back down again when when you don't need it and what that does is it allows you to have the energy when you need it um, but you can reduce calorie intake when you don't need it. But the key thing if you're going to do that combination of diet is that um, that the oats must be kept in the, the diet at all times. So you don't want to suddenly increase them 
and then remove them from the diet and then suddenly put them back in because that's where issues such as your colic or laminitis could become evident. So you'd literally just sort of keep a almost half a cup or a handful or whatever going in so that the system's constantly used to them. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So your bacterial population is, is used to having it in the diet at all times um, and you're just ticking it over and then you can fluctuate them yeah. as and when you need to. Yeah. And um, while we're talking about oats, it's, it's actually what a lot of people may not necessarily notice is that we do have um, a specific oat balancer in our range. It's called Oat Balancer Mix and it's used by um racehorse trainers because conversely it does actually have quite a significant calorie content um to complement the oats doesn't it yeah it certainly does and uh, it's not just necessarily the racing industry that use it and i've used it sort of you know with your performance horses and your dressage horses as well it's been quite popular and um absolutely it's it's fed in larger quantities than your concentrated balances um so you either do it in a 50 50 split so half oats to half half um, oat balancer mix or you can do um slightly less and you can do slightly more oats at 60 percent and then 40 percent right. oat balancer mix but it contains things like the outshine for example to provide a little bit more oil and absolutely it gives you more more yeah. energy or more calories than what the concentrated balancers provide it's also designed to be fed in larger quantities yeah. as well so so it's a, it's, it's a bit like the um all the bits of racehorse mix but bar the oats and and you put in the oats Absolutely. in a way isn't yeah it? you're yeah. mixing your own ration if yeah you like. yeah um so looking at the stud balancer um this is quite a specialist product in a way in as much as it really is sort of specifically formulated um for all all breeding stock isn't it yeah, absolutely. Um, it's there to support the broodmare, whether she's in foal or, or not, throughout pregnancy and also throughout lactation. Um, and also the growing foal and to the extent, you know, to, to, to your youngsters up to sort of, you know, two, three years of age and also your stallions. So I think the main thing to remember is any of those breeding stock that require a lower calorie, lower energy based diet, those that are good doers and maintain weight well, your stud balancer is the right product for you don't always have to feed a stud cube or a, or a traditional stud mix no. um to your breeding stock it's you know it's not necessary a lot of the time yeah so. and i think that's that's the important thing is that isn't it not to assume that again because they're good doers that that they don't necessarily need feed they still need that new nutritional support they don't really they? do absolutely and particularly with i mean your broodmares and your growing young stock they have at certain times particularly with the broodmare they have much higher requirements for nutrients and if you're looking specifically the broodmare you know we need to maintain that balanced diet throughout pregnancy to ensure that she's getting all the vitamins minerals and also the 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 right amount of quality protein in order to support not only her own requirements but also the growing fetus yeah essentially we're providing the building blocks for that for that growing fetus, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, and then when she moves into lactation, her requirements are significantly higher. And again, with the good doer, assuming that you're coming into spring, um, and therefore you've got an abundance of grass and you've got an abundance of good quality forage, um, quite often you don't need to move on to a, a, a stud cube or mix if they are good doers. The balancer is enough. Mm. We elevate the quantity, so your quantities will vary and change depending yes. on where you're going to and, and what you're feeding. 
um, in order to accommodate, you know, their increasing requirements. But the same also is with, young, you know, with your young stock as well. You know, yeah. they're, they're growing. Uh, yeah, quickly. I mean, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? Certainly with this, the stud, all the stud feeds, but um, with the balancer that you, particularly with the growing youngster, you actually base your feeding rates on on their anticipated mature body weight so how big you think they're going to be that that regulates how much you're going to feed them of the balancer doesn't absolutely it? yeah and so you know if you're phoning up and asking us what you know you need to feed to your six month old foal and we're <laughs> we're probably quizzing you maybe you know a little bit more in depth than maybe what you were expecting because we're trying to find out how heavy how big your your foal is expected to be so yeah. we can feed them accordingly yeah. because their requirements you know for you know a big warm blood for example is going to be you know they're going to have much need to have higher quantities of your balancer in order to yeah. support growth rate maybe than something like section a for example yes yeah brilliant so i hope that gives everyone a really good overview of the bailey's balancers and when you might feed them but if you do have any other questions Feel free to contact the nutrition team either by phone, email or direct message. And don't forget to look at the Bailey's Horse Feeds website.